Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 144. We are really climbing the charts here with the episodes. I know. We're going to hit 150 soon. Very soon. Uh, <laughs> like but... in six more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Am you, I right? Yes. Thank God <laughs> you did that math correctly. Uh, but we are back. And as you can hear, Ash is with me once again. So if you're not a fan of Ash, <laughs> fuck you. She's Dee. back. I'm just kidding. But it is my wife, so I'm not kidding. <laughs> Gotta like her. Uh, but we're back, and today, Ash, what are we talking about? We're talking about fitness and nutrition and pregnancy. Mm. Um, were you going to say something else? I was just going to say, mm. <laughs> all your fun f- favorite things. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I put up a question box on Instagram, not just about pregnancy, but just asking what you wanted to hear about. And really, all of your questions had to do with pregnancy. And at first, I was going to just make one big episode. But honestly, I think it would have been like an hour, hour and a half. So we're going to split it up into two episodes. They're not going to be back to back. But the first one I did want to talk about was fitness and nutrition. Um, Like whether you're preparing to be pregnant, what you can expect during pregnancy and definitely have to put this disclaimer out there like we do not specialize in pregnancy i we're not doctors um, i am a doctor yeah just kidding <laughs> i'm just sharing like what i've learned through my own research and experience so far so everything that i share in this episodes are just general recommendations so always 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 make sure that you consult your doctor beforehand i could be a doctor with what our doctor does he meets <laughs> with us once a month via zoom anybody could do that but it's good because it means everything's fine with our baby that's true <laughs> i will give him that um which honestly at this point when this episode airs we could have a baby in our hands this episode because we're recording this significantly early this episode will release in seven or eight weeks from now yeah so we will have a child we could like it. We could be giving birth right now because you'll be 40 weeks at that. Yeah. Point. So, <laughs> yes, we should. We should no, have a because like I said, most first pregnancies go late. But isn't Derek 39 weeks full? No, isn't 40. That like, most oh, people 40. Go 40. See, I don't even know these things. <laughs> um, But yeah, so why don't we just dive right into it? Let's go. 
What are we talking about first? Oh, holy hell, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, nutrition or fitness? <laughs> let's go <laughs> nutrition first. For. Okay. Um, so first thing is it's just a statement that you hear all the time. You do not need to eat for two. Mm, so That's upsetting. I, it is it is a little upsetting. I, I like food. Pause. Yes. I just saw you look at your mic. It's is on. your microphone it's on? It's on. I just wanted to double check. I thought I could hear you through my headphones, but then when you did that, it just scared the shit could out of me. Could you not hear me last time when my mic wasn't on? I thought I could, but we sit so close together that it must have just been your actual voice. <laughs> because and it's you so tend loud. to yeah, you tend to scream into the mic. <laughs> Um, okay, so first thing, my mic is on, you'll be able to hear me. You do not need to eat for two. So your body needs about 300 extra calories starting in this like second to maybe halfway through the second trimester. And honestly, to give you an idea, that just looks like a snack. So it can be like um, three fourths cup Greek yogurt, 30 grams of berries, which really is like a handful, a little less than a handful. say 30 grams of berries. That's like rabbit food. Yeah, it's not a lot. And like a fourth a cup of granola. Or it could be one cup of almonds, one cheese stick, and one banana. So as you can see by those two examples, it's not an additional meal. Um, in the third trimester, aiming for about 340 to 450 extra calories per day. And... That can really vary based on how your weight is progressing. I can speak about this like personally. Um, I definitely ate more my first trimester. I just was craving carbs. So like I was having a lot more like bagels, just like breads in general uh, than what I typically do. So I know that my calories were a little more than usual and then I've been able to stay consistent and I'm not tracking every single day, but I have tracked various times to know where I'm at. Um, but I've been eating pretty much the same amount of calories second and third trimester. And I definitely like I'm right now 33 weeks pregnant. And we just said yesterday, 30 pounds. Um up or like gained 30 pounds so far but Mm -hmm. that 30 pounds has stayed consistent the last like six weeks yeah um so that's gonna look different for everyone really just thinking about quality over quantity here too as well as it's gonna be really really important um so i wanted to dive into kind of like just the macronutrients so carbs protein fat uh, talking about like hydration and just a few other things with nutrition. Um, so basically carbs, it's the same as if you weren't pregnant. Carbs do not need to be avoided. Uh, just think about balancing them with other foods. You want to, you want to have a carb with a protein and fat. And again, whether you're pregnant or not, you should be doing that, like striving to do that. Um, choosing nutrient dense carbs. So like nuts, seeds, Greek yogurt, non-starchy veggies, legumes, fruit. And again, that can be said if you are not pregnant as well. And last, um, well, not last thing with carbs, but avoiding processed refined carbs just because it will likely spike your blood sugar. Again, that you can take that advice if you're not pregnant And then lastly, just if you are experiencing nausea in that first, maybe even second trimester, 
it's okay to eat more carbs if you are like if that's all that your body if that if that's all that you can eat I was very fortunate I like experienced basically no nausea I just had to make sure that I ate like first thing when I got up um and then I felt fine and if I always needed to take food around like with my prenatal um but that is really the recommendations for carbs with protein protein super super important because it's it's the building blocks of human life. You require, you literally require protein to build new cells and it's a necessity to grow your baby, your uterus and all the additional tissues that come along with that. Um, and protein also stabilizes that blood sugar. That's why it's important to eat with that carb source. So some like main sources that you can, um, go for are like beef, pork, um, bison, venison, chicken, fish, uh, seafood, uh, organ meats, which we don't eat. We don't, I was going to say eat a lot of, but we don't eat like at all, but I do eventually want to hashtag liver King. <laughs> Just kidding. That guy's a fucking psycho. Ooh, I don't even know. What that you don't is. know who the liver King is. No. When we get done, Google liver King. Okay. Um, he looks like a silverback gorilla that got a tan and okay. needs oh, to shave. I think you might have just told me about him. Yeah, he's a, he's literally insane. Isn't he famous? Oh yeah. Yeah, you told you just we just talked about him like last week. I don't remember why though. Um, what else? Oh, like Greek yogurt, bone broth, collagen, nut butters. Um, those are going to be great sources of protein. Everything that I just said under protein can be utilized again. Whether you are trying to conceive, whether you are not trying to conceive, or if you are pregnant. Um, And then last macronutrient, fat. So fat is king for maintaining blood sugar. Another reason that you want to incorporate that when you're eating carbs. So healthy fats, they help balance our hormones as well as increase serotonin levels, which level out our mood. Um, So that obviously can be super, super important. Um, choline, choline directs the impact or directly impacts your baby's brain development and vitamin A actually needs to go up as well in pregnant women. And these are both found in like liver and egg yolks. So, um, definitely a reason not to avoid fat, uh, there just because you will be deficient in those vitamins. And then what else, um, Going along the same lines with fat, so omega-3 fatty acids, DHA does play an important role in brain and vision development. So that can be found primarily in like fatty fish, grass-fed meats, pasture-raised eggs, and you'll probably hear a lot when you hear omega-3, you might hear omega-6 as well. So that can actually be linked to abnormal brain development and anxiety later in life when like mothers consume too many omega-6s and that really can be found in like oils. So um, corn, soy, cottonseed oil, safflower oil. Um, When it comes to oils, I really try to incorporate extra virgin olive oil or like avocado oil or coconut oil. Yeah, the only thing I'll jump in here and say is that with omega-6 especially, even though we're talking about oils, it's also foods that are prepared in those oils. So mm-hmm. a lot of times folks aren't considering 
the amount of nuts and seeds that they're eating. And almost every nut or seed that you buy in the grocery store is prepared or roasted with some kind of soy or cottonseed oil or even safflower, safflower oil. So when you're looking at that and you're thinking, oh, I don't, I don't eat any of those oils. If you're someone who consumes a lot of almonds, cashews, peanuts, all of those are incredibly high in omega six. So it's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Very, very good point. When I look for nuts, I do try to get the, uh, are you going to make fun of me? No, I'm just a 12 year old. And when you said look for nuts, I was going to say these nuts. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, just a testament to the fact that men never grow up. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to, you may, you might have a kid when this episode airs. Um, but when I look, when I look, not even say it. When I'm looking for nuts in the grocery store. D's nuts. <laughs> See, the, that's a double like entendre because I'm saying D's as in like D-E-E-Z, like these. But I'm also meaning oh my, my nuts God. as D's. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, I look for literally just. <laughs> I, now I can't even speak about this. I just look, nuts. Yeah, just the nut. <laughs> like just peanut, just cashew. Just macadamia nut, not just D's nut. <laughs> Are you proud of me? <laughs> so proud that you said that. And I'm going to clip that and I'm going to clip the first part of the conversation and just have that on, on a reel on repeat. Um, it, but it's rare. It's rare. It's hard to find. These nuts are hard <laughs> to find. They Babe, can't stop. come across these too often. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about nuts. Bottom <laughs> line, fats from unprocessed <laughs> real foods are not good. Oh, no, are good. Unprocessed real foods, they are good. And these nuts are hard to find. <laughs> Moving on. Fluids. <laughs> No, one more thing. So um, I highly recommend reading the book Real Food for Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. Amazing. But something she said in there that I thought was super interesting that I've never heard before was high fat dairy helps with fertility. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but that explains why we were such fertile myrtles because we used to eat a lot of Greek yogurt, (laughs) full fat. Yes. But so if you're trying to conceive... Take that into consideration. Um, bottom line, though. Oh, no, you already said the bottom line. We're reading off notes if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you. I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm throwing you Ashley off flustered. because now she's she's flustered about the nuts. And I also am reading ahead in her her outline here. And so this could be a disaster. Yes. But anything else to add with fat? Don't even add anything. That was not an actual question. (laughs) Um, So like you said, going on to fluids, basically super simple here. Your fluids need to go up. So typically it's recommended to drink at least 100 ounces of fluids per day. That could change if you, depending on where you live, if you don't have air conditioning and you're sweating all day long like we are, you probably need more fluids. (laughs) Um And then along those same lines, salt, which is like one of my favorite conversations to talk about lately. Ashley's favorite conversations. These, I mean, you should, if you follow us, you know them. Habit stacking. Yes. Habit formation. Yes. What are we talking about? Salt. (laughs) 
I don't talk about salt that much. You just said it was one of your favorite conversations and phases yeah, of nutrition. Yes, but salt <laughs> is more like I talk about that with like my one-on-one clients. It's not like a topic I like broadly talk about. So it's a secret. Yeah. Mm. So I'm about to share all my secrets right here. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. <laughs> just kidding. We'll see if I know any of them. Um, okay. So with the increase in fluid levels comes the need for more electrolytes. So getting enough salt in your diet is so dang important. Electrolytes are literally necessary for keeping energy levels up. They're required to keep your cells talking to one another. They help maintain the correct plasma volume in blood. They're required to keep your heart beating normally and may help prevent common annoyances like headaches, leg cramps, and both of those could be common while pregnant. Um, The last, just throughout pregnancy and before pregnancy, I would drink liquid IV and noon um, tablets, both fine. Um, Recently, I've been switching to the Element, so LMNT, if you're looking it up, um, and I really like it. Definitely salty. Like n- if you've had liquid IV and noon, which I think are more common, element is way saltier, um, but doesn't have like the sugar, doesn't have the added ingredients. So that's what I was just going to say is the reason that you're switching over is because, and many people might not know this and someone can do the homework and correct me if I'm wrong, but the number one ingredient, like the first ingredient listed on liquid IV is cane sugar. I'm almost positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. So you're like, that's not an electrolyte. No. But the number one ingredient in element is sodium. Yeah. So that's a huge difference is element actually has the three primary electrolytes that your body needs Mm -hmm. versus something like liquid IV or noon I don't that, know about noon. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know this for sure. So, again, someone can do the homework and call me out. But those, they still have some magnesium in them, still some other electrolytes, but they're not as high quality. Yes. Yep. Um, what else? But I will say if you don't like Element, because it is a little different, like I would still prefer you dr- like take something, some sort of electrolyte in the summer. Um, and then anything else to add with salt or fluids? No. Did you learn anything? No. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) But I, I mean, this is part of my job. I know. (laughs) Um, but obviously salt's very important. Um, what else? Oh, let's talk prenatals. So that definitely may be helpful to start taking if you are trying to conceive. Um, Ideally, your prenatal has folic acid, iron, vitamin D, omega-3, DHA, choline, and calcium. Um, I don't, I can't think of the, off the top of my head what kind, what prenatal I take. Uh, I know a doctor has to like prescribe it for you um, from a website to like be able to order. So, um there's that so it's kind of like our dog's heartworm medication yes <laughs> the vet needs Got to it. schedule it need approval um and then the only other supplements i've been taking are consistently are collagen and magnesium um collagen i just do the first form one with dermaval i switch between the unflavored and chocolate depending on what I'm eating. Really, really enjoy that. It's a great quality uh, brand. And then magnesium, I do the Miracle Worker uh, from Gut Personal. That is 
a game changer that I could not recommend enough. Anything with supplements. Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, and then last thing with nutrition. So foods to avoid while pregnant. Alcohol. I think everyone knows that one. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. Like just there's like no um, from the research I've done. Nothing supports any alcohol intake. Just like don't do it. Um, unpasteurized dairy and juices. So feta and goat cheese are common ones. Just make sure that they are pasteurized. It's very, it's more and more common that they are nowadays, but I know like some of our go-to spots, which I'm pretty sure your family like made fun of me, but it's fine. Like when I would order Greek salads, I made, I would ask the person ordering to ask if like the feta was pasteurized. Yep. Because <laughs> it's it makes it makes a difference. Um, avoiding raw meat or seafood due to the bacteria. So just make sure that you look that it's fully cooked options. That's why I thrive during pregnancy because I love my meat. Well done. <laughs> and the seafood is due to the uh, mercury, correct? Um, That's why you want to avoid some seafoods because they're high in mercury. High in mercury, high in mercury, but also with it being raw, the bacteria. Right. Um, and do you want to actually share some high mercury fish? They're not super uh, common. Oh, here we go. She has a list for me. When she just <laughs> said that, I was I was panicking because I would you have named any of these? Absolutely not. <laughs> because I've only seen this list one time before this, and I would have never rattled off shark, swordfish, king, mackerel. Never. What? I would have said salmon. No, no. You can have salmon. I know. I, these, that's what I would have said. Though. I would have said <laughs> salmon, smoked trout, just to be funny. Even Honestly, though, that could be one. No, no. But it's smoked. <laughs> smoked is cooked. Oh, so yeah, that's true. not one. I would have just said that to be funny. And then... <laughs> Maybe I would have said Stingray to just finish off with a <laughs> random one. I don't know about Stingray. <laughs> That's funny. Can I say the next one, though? Yeah. Hot dogs and deli meat due to the chemicals that are used in the preservation. So yeah. if you want lunch meat, get that shit toasted. Yeah. But who, honestly, who really eats hot dogs consistently, though? Who does oh, that? I think a lot of people. No, no, no. But honestly, when, before doing this research, I didn't. Like, I knew the deli meat one, like, before pregnancy. I didn't know about the hot dog one. But just think about what a hot dog is. I know. You don't even need to heat up hot dogs. They can be eaten raw. They don't need really? to be cooked. Yes. Hot Ew. dogs just need to be warm. All the time? Yes, that's why they're like lunch meat. That's why you can't eat them. Because when you're cooking them, you're not actually cooking. You're just warming them up. Ew, I didn't know that. The Does anyone ever eat them raw? I hope not. But the only time I'll ever eat a hot dog is if it is a legitimate, like, deep fried hot dog with chili sauce. I'll take that any day. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just don't like hot dogs. Or like a Sheets death dog. You know, like a hot mm. dog with chili sauce and onion. And then some people get relish on there. That's pretty good, too. <laughs> they call them death dogs because you'll literally die if you eat one every day. <laughs> That's really sad. I should not be laughing about that. <laughs> um, and then the last one is not something that you need to avoid, but just caffeine limiting the ca caffeine intake to less than 200 milligrams per day. Whoa. Hold on a second here. Are you saying that if you're pregnant, you can actually have caffeine? Yeah. 
I thought that it was completely off limits. No, you can have, they found recently that you can have up to around 200 milligrams. Interesting. Which, which is to like put that in perspective is like a cup uh, no, from like Starbucks or Dunkin'. It's one cup. Yeah. But a normal eight ounce cup of coffee. I know a lot of two. people actually that like have one cup of coffee per day. Interesting. Now, I'd be interested to see if there's research showing that the baby becomes more prone to caffeine intolerance or caffeine addiction. Yeah. Honestly, they probably don't have research because pregnant, like, it, there's, like, not a lot done on pregnant people because of what's it called. So if you're someone who'd rather be better safe than sorry, probably just cut it. Yeah. I don't know. I Again, I know a lot of people that, like, stick to one cup per day. Huh. But like you said, I, I completely cut it out, but I also used it as the perfect opportunity to not feel like I needed to rely on caffeine. Like I want to keep caffeine out post. Preach. Preach. Yeah. We're both at that point. I have like maybe 200 milligrams a week. Yeah. Yeah. And we went from like five to 600 milligrams. A day. A day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Talking about fitness. Maybe you'll be able to add a little more here. Oh, Cause I haven't provided any value to the conversation yet. Yes. Is that you what you're have saying? with the nuts and the high mercury fish. So I'm providing the entertainment, <laughs> yeah. not the education. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So first thing, keeping up with your fitness or even starting a new fitness routine, it's safe for both you or the mom and the baby. Uh, as always, check with your doctor beforehand if you are brand new to exercising. But seriously, if they say no, I would ask for another provider because um, I'd just be shocked unless like... Fuck him. Hit the gym, as they say. <laughs> no, no. Who says that? Everybody on TikTok. Oh, I've, I don't watch Everybody TikTok. on TikTok says, fuck him, hit the gym, more plates, more dates, and go for hot girl walks. That's the new thing. Have you heard about that trend? No. I that's like heard the new that. that's the new slang hot girl walk. Oh gosh. Where literally girls just go out and take a walk. But they call it a hot girl walk. Because a normal walk is too lame. Oh. I actually sense. don't I don't know if that's why, but that's what I'm assuming. Oh gosh. A walk sounds something lame like your mom would do, but a hot girl walk that's like, give me my Starbucks and let me go for a little stroll. So Coda and I go for hot You go for hot girl, girl walks with Coda. No, you go day. for hot girl walks. Okay. Um, okay. So the reason that I'm saying that it's safe because there's so many benefit benefits, benefits of exercising while pregnant. So strengthening your heart and blood vessels, reduced back pain, improved digestion, decreased risk of gestational diabetes, which I've learned. I did not know this, that it's like very common, um, decreased risk of preeclampsia, increased likelihood of vaginal deliveries, and decreased risk of preterm birth. So all amazing benefits. Um, personally, about four to five months before trying to, like, before we figured we'd want to try to conceive, um, I switched from doing high intensity workouts. So like CrossFit style workouts to strength training and low intensity, uh, steady state cardio, high intensity workouts. They just tend to put a lot of strain on your body. And when trying to get pregnant, you, you want your body to have as minimal stress as possible to ho hopefully promote optimal hormone health. So not saying that you can't get pregnant while doing CrossFit or high intensity workouts, but if you are struggling, that could be something that you may want to look into switching. Anything to add there? 
No. Okay. Um, a tip that I have here <laughs> that I have to remind myself, definitely better now, but had to definitely at the beginning of pregnancy, is just shifting your mindset during this season of life. So, like, remembering that it is only a temporary season the more that you take care of yourself now, the more that you can mitigate things like diastasis recti, uh, urinary incontinence, which basically is like peeing yourself and just like other pelvic floor symptoms. So reminding yourself like what you're doing now, it may seem small, but it does make a huge difference. Um, I actually did this one, but like writing down your goals during pregnancy can be really, really helpful. And then just focusing on overall movement in general, like going for walks is great um, if you're not feeling up to working out and things like that. Anything else with the mindset piece? When are you going to start implementing that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Which one don't I do? I'm just kidding. The temporary season thing. That's what I mean. I've literally had to remind. I, I feel know. like I'm fine now. You're much better now. I was just giving you a hard time. It, there's... Uh, I've only on it truly I can only think of two breakdowns that I've had throughout the entire what we're on seven months or eight two months. breakdowns but I would say more mindset like definitely struggles no but I feel like the two breakdowns were the mindset struggles of like just being frustrated that I couldn't that my body wasn't feeling good right um but no, honestly, I feel it. I'm pretty proud of myself exercise and pregnancy. I'm wise. proud of you too, honey. Um, but let's chat about modifications. So like starting in the first trimester, you typically don't have to make any modifications. Um, I'll say that's something that I will definitely change for following pregnancies. I modified things like really, really soon and I don't regret it, but it also wasn't necessary, but I just was like scared. Um, like I like stopped all prone position movements, which is basically on your stomach. Um, and really you don't have to do that until you have like a bump and it's like uncomfortable. Like it's not unsafe for the baby, at least what I've learned. Um, and what I'm going to chat about next is like coning. And I was very, very aware of this, which I am glad that I was like this and I will continue to be for future pregnancies. But as you continue to progress, you want to look for any coning. Think of this as like a bulge in the center of your abdomen. And this can happen when you're not pregnant, which I did not know. Um, but when I look back at old videos of me doing like toes to bar, I actually experienced some coning. Um, and so that brings me to the next topic, diastasis recti. So diastasis is 100% normal in pregnancy. It cannot be prevented, but we can preserve and manage it. So it can't be prevented because as the baby grows, the muscles separate and they, the connective tissue and the midline spreads to accommodate for that growing baby. And so what coning shows is it shows that strain and that pressure on the midline in response to the position or the force. So like the baby, it, it basically, it naturally adds force and pressure to the midline. And the goal is to limit how much additional demand is placed there. So if you see that coning, you can try to adjust your breath, your position, your load, your reps, 
or uh, if you try all of those things and you still see the coning, that's where I would recommend changing uh, the exercise itself and modifying movements. Um, but honestly, I feel like you, we've only seen me do one movement and it was like, whoo, yep, that was like coning. And that was a lat pull down. And I was able to adjust my breath and it went away. Anything else there? Negative. Um, and kind of going along those same lines of diastasis and coning, one of the most common questions I get asked is, should you do core work while pregnant? No, basically is the answer. We do not recommend doing specific core work during pregnancy. Here's why. So same thing like core work, it creates that extra pressure on the linea elba. So think of this as like the middle line in your stomach and that's already stretching and dealing with that extra pressure, as I mentioned a second ago, with that growing baby. So some core-specific movements that you could do instead that could, again, help um, post-pregnancy or postpartum as well is like pale-off presses, bird dogs, farmer carries, incline planks. All- yeah. Say the first one again. I know we say it different. I've always said pale-off. Pile-off. Yeah. I wonder which one it actually is. I think you're right. I think so. Paloff. 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 Actually, I think I just said it weird on this podcast. I think I say paloff. I'm not sure, but it sounded different. Yeah. Um. Which, oh, I have a word that I wanted to ask you about. Anyways, uh, you can YouTube all of those. They're going to come up. They're very common. Um, And just while... Well, this is like not whether you're pregnant or not. Just remembering to breathe throughout the entire range of motion. That can be very, very beneficial. Um, And then one last question that I received a lot was like, can you lay on your back while exercising? So honestly, it really depends. If you don't feel dizzy or lightheaded, research has suggested that it's safe for you and the baby. If you do feel dizzy or lightheaded, make a modification. It's not worth it. Um, so far recording this, I'm 33 and a half weeks. I've been able to do supine movements still and feel totally fine. Actually, I feel, I I told Derek this the other week when I'm doing certain movements and I found like bench press as an example, I like, don't even feel that I'm pregnant. It's super like cool. (laughs) Um, but anything else? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. That was a lot of like information. I hope it wasn't information overload, but I wanted to just cover like things that I've learned, things that I've experienced and um, things that hopefully will help others. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Perfect. All right, everyone. As always, we appreciate you so much for tuning in. If you found this episode beneficial, please share it with your spouse, your pregnant friend, your pregnant coworker, your pregnant training partner, your wannabe pregnant friends, <laughs> share it with them. It will be incredibly beneficial and help them along their journey. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will catch you next week. Bye y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in, or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. 
If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.